Hey, you're listening to On The Go Podcast with my guest, Brandon Castillo. Talks about his life in his early 20s. Hope you guys like it. All right, guys. Uh, this is the podcast. This is uh, On The Go Podcast with your host, Charles. So we met a while back in high school and uh, we had class together. And if anything, uh, he was more of a goofball than me. <laughs> Do you <Honestly>? have- <laughs> Actually, don't uh, remember the Spanish class that we had. Yeah, and uh, I think that's where I remember you the most. And the really interesting is I have him here now because uh, he he's gone through like some crazy changes. Like, if anything, like this guy's a stud beyond like getting off swollen shit. Like what I've seen him done, just on what I've heard in social media, it's just very impressive. So I wanted to have him here because he has a lot of value that I think that people that are growing up or just people making their way through, or even if you're out of college, I think it would just be a lot of value, you know, to uh, talk about it. So, uh, I mean, if you don't mind, why don't you talk about, like, uh, what you're doing right now? So, currently, I'm in the Air Force. I work over here in Oxnard. I just moved back. I was living in Jersey from 2015 till the end of 2018. And then I found a way to get back to California, luckily back in Oxnard. So it's been nice living back here. Um, my position there, I work in the finance department, so just strictly with money. Uh, been doing different sections where it's just customer service, budgeting, or accounting, all nice. the different ele- elements I can get on my on my plate for now, but I'm trying to do more. I uh, just finished my bachelor's last year. So Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I'm working towards my MBA at Cal Lutheran and hopefully I'll become an officer in the Air Force. So. An officer? Yeah, so there's a difference between enlisted and officers in the Air Force. The enlisted, uh, you can join without a degree and officers are required to have a degree to join. Okay. But when you're enlisted and you get your degree, you're not automatically an officer, but you can apply to become an officer. So basically it gives you more of an edge having a degree. Which... Yes, because it's more like a leadership role. Okay. So it seems like you took a the smarter route when the when it comes down to the Air Force and then also getting a degree. Um, what came across your mind about like getting that? I mean, I I never I don't remember you or stating that you're gonna go to college and then do this and all that stuff. I just remember you like jumping into the Air Force. Like, what was your thought process through getting to where you're at right now? Well, the big reason why I even joined the Air Force was. My dad gave me two options. It's either go to school full-time or mm. go to the military because he's in the Air Force, too. Nice. Oh, and okay, okay. I didn't really feel like going to school full-time because I thought I'd, I'd grow just by joining the Air Force, and it actually worked out in the end. It worked out in the end just joining the Air Force overall because it set me up to become more mature and develop with my skills that I have now. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, damn, maybe I should have done, like, the Air Force. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but I'm just, like... <laughs> Everywhere right now, I don't know, you know, most people, I see them, they're just coming back because, like, damn, they need to figure themselves out, you know. I'm at a point where I'm just like, okay, well, I have all these things I want to execute on already, you know. But where you're at, it's like, you know, it's like you took the smart route out. And um, when, when you thought about, like, switching from the Air Force first or going to Air Force before going to college, like, did you knew what you wanted already or... Yes, so I even told the recruiter before I joined, I said, I only want to stay in finance. Mm. That's the only job I want. I'll wait as long as it takes. I'll join once the finance position opens up. Okay. And it took me almost a year before I got that, honestly. Nice. I could have left right after boot camp, or right after I graduated high school, but I didn't leave until March 
a year after because I wanted to wait for a finance job. But Did it have a finance job for you right away, right no, on the spot? No, it wasn't available until March, so okay. I had to wait. That's but, um, pretty cool. I guess the biggest thing that caused me to want to go to college was to become an officer because my dad's in the Air Force as well, and he's a big like, motivation and inspirational person in my life. He's taken care of our family. He's raised me, raised us, and he's he's provided a certain lifestyle that I've grown accustomed to. And, I want to provide that same lifestyle for my future children as well. So, Speaking of which, I actually wanted to, like, uh, since, you know, we're both Filipinos, I think we would say that we would probably share a few values when it comes down to how we want to race. I don't know, maybe I think for me, I started kind of venturing off differently because none of my families were into, like, business or anything like that. So I'm going to go to school, but I wasn't really self-aware enough to understand what I wanted myself. Mm -hmm. But... Do you think, you know, um, you took the same path that your parents kind of wanted you to go through? You know, go to, go to school, get a good job, and then, you know, get your own house and have a family. Do you think you're venturing off in that same path, or maybe did you kind of went off in a different direction about that? Well, the... Because I know that you're also, like, investing in stocks, and, yeah. you know, you have a few business goals in mind, right? Yes. Um... The biggest thing that I can relate with my dad is we both majored in business and we both in the Air Force. Nice. The, the difference though is he was, um, he wanted me to join the Air Force Academy and I did too. It's a school that once you graduate, you become an officer immediately upon graduation. You don't pay any tuition. It's paid for by the school. It's just you go there for four years and that's it. Uh, I didn't get accepted after high school. I was in the top of my class. I wasn't volunteering. I was <laughs> hey, but I feel you, bro. <laughs> I wasn't you know where I was when I started. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't any, anyone special in high school. I so, I mean, there was no reason, like, no way I was going to get qualified to become the candidate for that school. And the Air Force is the next best thing. Okay. Yeah. Shoot. Well, um, now that we kind of actually talked a little bit about high school, you know, like I mentioned, there's a lot of changes that I've seen in you as well, like mature-wise, you're, like, focused, like, dude, like, I just see a lot of, like, changes in you, and that I can respect a lot with where you're at. I'm just like, man, I kind of wish I was a little bit more focused, you know, to be honest. Um, what do you think changed for you from high school and then going to the Air Force and then, you know, getting the jobs that you have right now? Like, what mindset do you think? I know this is totally a off ball but <laughs> I think that the biggest game changer for me was um, once I graduated boot camp I I had a I set up a plan actually a month before I left I set goals for myself that I wanted to see myself at 18 20 22 25 and then so on and so forth I wanted to have like a degree by a certain age and I want to have a house by a certain age and it was just all a checklist, like a dream list of mm. stuff I wanted to accomplish. And I just figured out the best way to accomplish those tasks. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's um, it's a major change, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, for me, you remember me, I was just uh, <laughs> like a little cholo first, hanging out with a bunch of the wannabe gangsters who were, most of them were in jail or some of them are dead now, you know? But, like, even then I realized I didn't want to disappoint my parents. But I was still kind of in that phase. I still mm -hmm. kind of dressed like that, which 
explains the senior year when I got attacked. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Some uh, cholo police jump over the fence looking for trouble. But um, yeah, I think for me that change is like, dang, I didn't know I could be more. Mm-hmm. And when I realized, like, in a sense, I could express myself. I think that that's what was missing for me when I was in high school. I realized that oh man, like I could kind of venture off in this entrepreneurship route. Like even though I wasn't truly passionate about it, it was just like man, it seems promising. Right. So I just went off and took off and seen different investment adventures. But what changed for me from then on was like I realized that I had the platform to express myself, and that's when I started getting to like personal development and finances and entrepreneurship, you know. And I realized like oh, in the past I was just looking for a sense of validation from mm-hmm. my friends. Right. You know, like, I was just trying to fit in. <laughs> I think most of us in high school go through that phase. Right. we all do. You know? And, yeah, it's pretty crazy now. I think, for me, the other thing to, to, I guess, to account for was, I guess my dad set me up early on in high school without me even realizing it. Really? Like, going back to my first high school dance, I remember going to my dad's room, and I was like, hey, dad. Let me get like forty, fifty dollars. <laughs> I want some clothes for this dance. I'm not yeah. trying to look rough. And then he's like, "I'll give you thirty, and I'll take you to Costco, and we'll buy some fruit snacks, and you can sell that." Oh, okay. So he he started me into like the idea of generating my own money, even at a young age. So since then, like I just always looked for opportunities to make money out of what I had, starting from uh, just selling snacks to cake pops that my mom made. I think I remember that <laughs> face. I think I remember that face. I was like, dude, what is this boy doing? I was too busy, like, trying to be light to even, like, man, what's he doing, you know? And I was just trying to find a way to make my own, like, my own extra cash because I had a few things that I liked that I saw my friends have mm. that my parents, they didn't want me to just have it. They wanted me to earn it on my own, like, uh, just shoes or clothes and stuff like that. Like, they... They wanted to instill the the values of appreciating what you have, not getting too greedy or um, like how some entitled children might be, like when they expect too much from their parents, they don't want True. that from me. So I really appreciate them for doing that. So you think through that process of like helping you understand appreciating your value was through the concept of working for your own money yourself? Oh, definitely. Because yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. It didn't take me a while to, like, finally realize that, damn, maybe I need to be more responsible and actually work hard. If anything, it wasn't until I got out of college when I realized, damn, you know, this is what hard work feels. And, um, you know, that was a missing component that I didn't learn until later on. You know, just working hard for things that really mean something to you instead of going out of your ways because you want something that other people have. Right. I think it's important to to appreciate what other people have, but to not get jealous of what other people have. Like Rather, comparing yourself in a way? It, it's it's nice to set goals or have people to look up to and just find your own way to get there or even better. Right. Um, I think college was honestly like a really hard time for me as well. I, I, didn't even, I couldn't even tell you were in college, bro. Because <laughs> like... Monday through Friday is like my regular, like I go to work 7.30 to 4, but then right. um, in the Air Force, if you don't have any wife or kids or anything, in the first few years, they'll put you in dorms, mm. just like like they would for like a college student living in the dorms, so while we were living in the dorms, like our paychecks were really small, and I didn't like 
not having as much income. So I ended up working at Pizza Hut as a delivery driver. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I was, like, I would get off of work at the Air Force, and then I'd go to Pizza Hut around the corner, and then I'd deliver pizzas for about, like, four or five hours, and I was doing that for, like, 25 hours a week, and then eventually I just burned out. I was just like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Mm. So, I mean, like, that might have been a spark to make me want to get more. Yeah. When you're actually out handing out pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's snowing in Jersey, sometimes it's raining, and it just... Oh my gosh, bro. <laughs> when I started working for the door-to-door, and I was getting rejected, and yeah. I hated these people. Even when it was raining, too, I had to work in the rain. So I get you, you know, the hard work, or I guess getting pushed to what you don't like mm-hmm. gets you to take action even more, right. you know? Yeah, I... That gave me a bigger appreciation for pizza delivery drivers, for sure. <laughs> like, oh, trust me, man. Like, I don't know if I, I can, feel you. If I can go back and do that now, but I, I appreciate them a lot. But it's like a process, you know? Yeah. Like it, it's a growth curve. Well, shoot. Um, one of the things I also wanted to ask, like, you know, um, with you, you bought your first house, right? No, no, no. Or, I'm, I'm, I, I'm renting a house. You're renting a house? Yes. Okay. So, so, so tell a, us about that. I got that. my first place with my girlfriend. But we're looking to buy probably next year or the year after. So, okay. like, I have a few friends who thought I bought a house, but I didn't buy a house. Like, mm-hmm. even if they ask me, I'm specifically saying I renting, I'm renting a house. Because right now the buyer's market's starting to, like, slowly go Yeah, because it's, yeah. It, it, it's looking like it's going to go down. And a few of my uncles and stuff who buy, like, multiple homes, they're advising me to wait till next year. Because mm. um, mm. with, the, with, the, um, with the military... If you serve it, like, enough active duty time, you get this thing called the VA loan where you can buy a house without a down payment. So it's not a matter of like being in a rush to get the funds to get a house. It's rather just the right timing. Okay. Because it doesn't make sense to buy a house now for $500,000 and then next thing you know, next year it's, it's worth like 400 or even, yeah, even less. That's that's a big hit on your, your home's value. So it's just timing. Okay. But it is our first place together, though. So we do have a house together now. It's it's nice. We just moved in last week. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, you guys are. You guys look very happy. I was like, man, that's fucking dope. Yeah, it's been a process. I mean, just building stuff left and right every day, and then we go to sleep at midnight because we just interesting painting the house and stuff like that. Well, so. What do you, What do you think uh, you can advise for people our generation, like you know, our age, going that go through that process? Well. I don't think it's important to rush into getting your own place, rather just waiting until you're at the right position in your life to get your own place. True, true. Because if I were to have rushed it, I might have been in a different financial position than I am today. So I guess it's more important to be prepared for the extra income, or not the extra income, but the extra expenses that Mm -hmm. you'll have. Because you don't want to just get a place just so you can flex on Instagram and say you have your own place. It's not worth it. It's not worth paying all the money every month. It's not worth I, all that. No, without a doubt. Instagram, so. Man. Dude, do you remember that was, uh, I don't know if you've ever been on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> when people would fake flex that they got their own house. Yeah, like, nah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> that, that's, that's something different, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Well, some people will probably do that. Oh, yeah. That's it's for just the looks and shit, and then for the clout and stuff like that. Oh my gosh, bro, that—that's a red flag. <laughs> so, I'm—I'm I'm all up front. Anything, like, I 
I'm not choosing to buy a house this year, but I will buy one within the next year or two. I'm just looking nice. looking for, for a right house, looking for like to live in or to rent out or no the the next house I buy or the first house I buy actually is gonna be awesome living in. It just I don't want to buy now because it doesn't make sense to. That makes sense. You know. Yeah. You gonna plan to like uh, start family soon, or what's what's your goal actually? I mean, uh, my big goal is right now. I'm just focused on finishing my MBA. Hopefully, that's right. Could, you got into an MBA program. Yeah, it's only supposed to take a year and a half to two years max. Is it online? All online? Or no, it's on campus and online. So it's like a hybrid. Like I can take some classes online, or I can take some online. It's all that's depending cool. on that's what cool. I want to do. Um, trying to do one class online and one on campus to see how that's going first. You know, just from there, but long term, I can see myself having mm, two, maybe three kids max. Um, I want to be able to have a house that every child has their own room. And I guess with Maddie, that would be ideal. Like, I can see myself marrying her. She's amazing. She does a <laughs> she does a, she does a lot for for me and for us, and I appreciate her every day. So, I mean, it's, it's like nothing to rush, though. I don't want to rush getting married or anything like that. Right. But I do know she's the one I do want to be with. So. That's, that's amazing. Honestly, when I see you guys, I'm just like, dude, that's, you know, I want to say, like, goals, because, like, I don't want to portray, like, a way of living a relationship, but it's an ideal example. You know, it's like something, like, looking up to someone who has the type of qualities in life that you want, and you're just like, oh. That's uh, that's likable and admirable, right. you know. But I mean, besides all that, I know you've also been investing in stocks. Yeah. So how's that affect? How's that playing a role in your life with what you're doing? I, I guess the biggest thing early on is I've learned not to rely on just one income, so I've seen opportunities to make extra income on the side. So I plan on staying in the Air Force. 20 years minimum so I can get the retirement and all that but I want to make a career out of it but I don't think no matter how much I make from any extra income I will quit the Air Force because I actually enjoy what I do right um, now with stocks I guess it's it's fun and it's a different pace it's it's a lot more just in and out I don't usually do um, I don't do like really big positions because when I was younger, like I actually did more of the retirement investing. So I just put money into a IRA or like the retirement program we had. Interesting. And then I just see, oh, this went up X percentage. I didn't really understand. And when I actually took the time to understand the concepts and I took a class, not a class, but a hands-on experience kind of. with my, my grandpa because he used to be a day trader himself. Oh, wow. So before he retired, cause once you retire, you, you can't do generating income or else like you mess up your whole retirement stuff or something like that. I'm not too sure. <laughs> he just he's not allowed to retire or um, trade stocks anymore. But I do know he he was into that and he taught me everything he knew, mm -hmm. and I've implemented that into my trading strategies as well as learning from other people who I've met along the way. Mm -hmm. um, Are they from around here or more like? Uh, surprisingly enough, the biggest influences would be when I was deployed. So, I met, I met this dude there, and he was, um, he's only been in the Air Force at, like, at that point, he was only in for maybe seven years. And, 
Uh, my supervisor at the time, he heard me talking about stocks. He's like, hey, you got to go talk to this guy. He has mm. $500,000 in his bank account. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and he's in the military? And he's like, yeah, he trades stocks. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, maybe I should go talk to this guy. Because <laughs> he can teach me nice. something I don't know. Because it's, it's just, I guess, opportunities that randomly popped up and learning from different people and realizing I don't know everything. I... I acknowledge the fact that I'm still new to the process, so. but I also appreciate that I've gained the knowledge that I have so far from the people who's taught me what I know now. It's like a little learning experience. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, shit, I don't think I can get into stocks with the situation I'm at right now. You know, I'm still focusing on getting my financial structure, but that's definitely an option. I'd know. say if you want to get into stocks, but you don't have the money, what I did in the beginning was it's called paper trading. So you can sign up with like a company like TD Ameritrade. It's the platform a lot of people recommend, and they have a thing called the Think or Swim platform. Uh, I thought that one cut off, but it didn't. Um, the Think or Swim platform allows you to create an account where they'll give you fake money, mm-hmm. but you can trade real time. So oh, okay. it'll give you like a fifty thousand dollar fake account, but you can trade with the market as it goes. And oh, it's like a simulation. It's really. a simulation, but you're trading real time with real real life events going on. So you're like you're actually feeling the market, but you're not risking your income. Right. Um, my grandpa told me to do this early on because he didn't want me to try to do what I was doing and then lose like all my savings <laughs> in one month or something. So Shit. That would imagine been. that. That would be <laughs> disastrous. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So how how's everything going on with you right now? Like. With where you're at? Uh, I'd say I'm really happy with where I'm at now. Um, when I was at my last base in Jersey, I was pretty upset with where I was because I felt that I was uh, plateauing. I had done a lot of hard work, and I thought that I was positioning myself for the positions that I was trying to get. And mm-hmm. since I didn't get them, instead of just staying there and hopefully getting them one day, I see a different change of environment and that's why I moved out here and moving out here has been probably the best move I can make honestly because now I'm with my siblings more like I have four younger siblings one brother three sisters and just since September to now in February I probably spent more time than the whole time I've been in the military so it's nice right yeah it's it's huge I think uh, in our culture, I mean, doesn't mean I think it doesn't have to be in our culture. But for Filipinos, families, yeah, collectivity, we're very big on that. Yeah. You know, like we like being. I mean, my mom doesn't even want me to move out, and I'm just like, mom, right. I'm gonna take advantage of this. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care what people say, you know. Right. And um, that being together yeah, is very is. important. You it know, is. like even if just a little spend time in the dinner, like mm-hmm. money doesn't matter. <laughs> They're just right. like. And I try to be together. That's that's pretty cool. But like being here, you were born here, right? Yes. Yeah, so I was actually born in LA. Okay. And then um, I moved here when I was nine. So actually. Oh okay. Okay. So something I learned, you know, like studying my studies as well, um, especially here in America, like it's very individualistic. Like everybody wants to get their own house. Everybody wants to get their own business. Everybody wants to have their own family away from the house and that's how it tends to be compared to like Philippines like everybody like they don't really do that you know they're more together Hmm. you know so like 
I think us taking that trait being together. I mean, even I think I can say, I, 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 from my observation, most of the Latino families here and my friends like try to stay together too, you know? And I think it's just a huge role in our lives, how it pushes us to where we want. But as of right now, like us growing up, I mean, shoot, it's still a process to learn and understand, which is pretty cool, you know? come through these things especially with Oxnard with a very small community mm-hmm. it's a interesting environment to observe that's why I'm, I'm always watching like not so much from a judgmental point of what everybody's doing but just like oh like how they got why they got to where they're at yeah I mean even for my family my mom because once I moved back I told her I was like hey I only plan on staying here for three months I'm just looking for the right place the right time <laughs> and then once I do I'll move out that's actually what happened, but she didn't want me to move out. I bet <laughs> she wanted me to stay at the house. She's like, I'm not yeah. stay here. <laughs> yeah, she thought you moving. She thought me moving back was me moving back, and that wasn't. Really oh man, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I I guess I appreciate being back in Oxnard so much as well because um, the certain location of the base in Jersey where I was stationed. Just to get a thing of boba, you have to drive 45 minutes. Oh, fuck. That's the Jersey? I thought... Wait, New well, Jersey. South Jersey. Not oh, North South. Jersey. I was yeah. thinking, like, huh, isn't the East there's Coast a of, more yeah, there's a lot of close? Like, yeah, more North, but um, South Jersey, it's, like, in the middle of nowhere. Right right outside the mm. base is a whole bunch of farms, and, um, yeah, it's 45 minutes just to go to a boba shop. <laughs> 45 minutes? Yeah. It's, like, from here to, like, Encino or something, yeah, Woodland yeah, Hills. Just to get Boba, it's not even worth it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty big, you know. <laughs> Boba is and big. I don't think people who lived here their whole life realize, like, or maybe they do, but just in the past four years, we've got so many new places to eat, and it's amazing. Like, I think it was already there when I was getting ready to leave, but, mm-hmm. like, the Korean barbecue, but now we have, like, a seafood spot, like, kitchen Cajun or Crab and Spice or something like that. I'm not sure what it's called. It's bomb. All the Mexican restaurants are always here. Oh, yeah. This is delicious. You got the Vietnamese food. You got Chinese food. It's just within 20 minutes, you can eat any type of food. And I just... you just here. That's what I love. You know, I was thinking about the same thing, too. Because when I was... When I did Lyft, when I was going to Cal State Long Beach, I did Lyft because I didn't want to work mm-hmm. for a job. But when I was around the L.A. areas, you know, like, it made me more grateful for being here. And if any, I would tell people all the time when I would be driving for Lyft, I'd be like, yo, like, Oxnard shouldn't even be ghetto. Like, it's so privileged because of all the things that's prospering here. Like, they're building a new shopping center next to their collection. Like, dude, and then people still have the mentality to say, fuck, like, Oxnard is whack or let's get involved in some stupid shit, you know? I mean, I guess it's all just your situation where you're at. Because your influences, I think that would influences play a big part on on how a person can be or how they won't be. Um, I know a big influence for me was from my dad, but he's actually my stepdad. Surprisingly enough, like whenever I talk about my dad, I'm talking about my stepdad, but I've never called him that. Um, My biological father, he was um, he wasn't the best role model. I guess I don't want to down down him. Of course, but. Having that kind of person to look up to 
as a person not to be like also helps. So it's just a matter of what you do with the influences you have around you. Exactly. That plays a big role, you know. Just yeah. I think just comes down to self awareness. Because I used to live in Inglewood, and Inglewood. that's a lot rougher than. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I've been there. I'm just like, man, like it's hard. Like there's a few locations where it's like luxurious in there, like the little uh, theater that they have, where you know, that's when it gets a little more bougier. Right, but for the most part, if you go to the hood, it's I know. it's not. It's like, dude, I don't want to drive here. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that, man. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 that's where I had most of my life, or half of my life growing up, and. I was just used to that, and I guess looking back, I'm like, well, maybe it wasn't as racist as mine. Uh, <laughs> but now, like, it's like it's just where I grew up. Funny, I thought I thought that about here when I was uh, kicking it with all the little children. I was like, man, this is a bad environment there at the can time. There some locations where it's like it's just I feel it's a lot worse in LA and Orange. Mm-hmm. That's that's that. I think that's the main part. You know, put it into perspective. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's pretty much it. Do you have any uh, you want to bring up or? Ask me. Um, what are your goals for the next 5, 10, and 15 years? For the next 5 years, my goal right now, well, technically it's a 2 to 5 year plan. Like I mentioned, I'm going to look for a job and uh, execute on that. And then whatever income I can, I, w- I want to grow with them. And then also build a podcast, hopefully find a way to give back to the community. And mm-hmm. I have this... Uh, real estate business that we're working on with my business partner and that's kind of what I'm taking off and then within the next five years hopefully I can start up my own news media company I really want to start a way to portray messages more truthfully and rawfully compared to like how these companies and I want to tackle up the the messages I, th- I think I'm just I just been seeing a lot more of how the platform is changing, especially with social media. And I want to take advantage of that, that I think this is what the world needs to see compared to, like, what the fuck? Khloe mm-hmm. Kardashian talking about Tristan. Like, who gives a fuck about that? Mm-hmm. I always see that shit on the news, and I'm just like, I scroll right away. I'm just like, fuck this. You know, so like... who are your influences then? Hmm? I think uh, the main ones, I would say definitely Gary Vee. And there's a few people I look up to that I watch here and then, like this guy named Peter Vu. He's always talking about getting back to the com- to the community. Um, there's a new few podcasters I'm listening into, like Lewis. He started the School of Greatness. I've been following him, looking up his message. And there's a few other people, like smaller accounts in Instagram. The names are kind of hard to pronounce, but they're more in the spiritual aspect, and I, and it just keeps me aligned with myself. You know, keeping me on check with myself. And then I have a few influences out here when it comes down to, like, you know, what kind of values they present. Compared to, like, I'm not, a, I'm just not a materialistic person. I look at more of their quality of life of what, where they're at, you know, whether it's relationship or what they're, what they're after or what impact or purpose they're giving out to. So I, ch- I try to stick myself around that context. Instead of just, you know, I like to have fun going out, pardon my, but mm-hmm. like too much, it's like, it feels like it's toxic to my mind. So <laughs> I, I want to be continuously surrounded around that type okay. of uh, environment. And in the next 10, 15 years, like I said, I think building that company would be growing. Mm-hmm. But definitely if or when this uh, real estate company takes off, um, we're going to take it to the next level. Just for me, part right now, 
I want to be in a better financial situation. I think that's my main goal right now. Cause like, fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> like, it's not bad. Like, I didn't get, I didn't accumulate more than twenty thousand in debt for school. But however, I, something I realized about myself is I'm very impulsive when it comes down to money, mm-hmm. and I still am. And it's, it's still a process I'm learning, you know. But like, just the saving and understanding um, myself yeah. of where I put my money into. That's uh, currently what I'm working on. You have know? you ever heard of Dave Ramsey? I've heard of him, yeah. I've actually heard of him. Because Dave Ramsey, he's, um, his biggest thing is he teaches people how to get out of debt and how to stay out of debt. So if, if you're looking for ways to do a, a new method of getting rid of your debt, I guess he would be a better look up to. He has a lot of I'll videos for free on YouTube and stuff. I remember... Uh, I was, um, one of my friends recommended me to this podcast called, uh, um, what's it called? Something about change. I gotta look into it. Might be in here. But they talk about, like, um, saving more money so that you can, what's it called? Pocket change or something like that, I think? Hmm. I'm not too sure. It's also a finance. They, they get, like, real estate investors and financers, stockbrokers, and you know, they talk about the topic of finance, basically. And that also keeps me, like, more practical, <laughs> you know, because sometimes I'm too unrealistic with myself and my goals mm-hmm. and that I'm not self-aware enough to know what I'm currently capable of doing. So you said that you want to become a real estate investor. What are, or not real estate investor, but you will invest. I, I just feel like there's a lot of mm-hmm. value in that market. If anything, I've been, I've had it in the back of my mind, but my friend hit me up like, hey, this guy is taught this way, showed me this book. And I was like, oh, I never thought about this. So I was like, all right, let's dip, dip into it. But then once we started f- figuring it out, or at least I started getting, uh, dipping my toes into it, I realized like, hmm, maybe I could uh, put in a little more into this. I mean, I know sales, I know how to talk to people, I know you know, business, I, I like learning about business, and so far, I'm not, like, making a big financial decisions with it, it's more like a, what we can use for a budget, but, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's fine, I'm just listening. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever thought of doing real estate, like, as a salesperson as well, or is that completely out of the picture, like, you don't want to sell the house? I mean, I could, I thought about, like, getting my license, too. Right. Like, but like I said, I, I've been, I've just been thinking about like, you know, hey, I need some source of income coming in. Because like, you're a real estate agent, it makes like pretty good money. I know. But I also thought about the time commitment and investment and also where I wanted to be at, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to be around this environment, like putting out podcasts for the people that are just growing up. Like I have this other idea right now, actually at the end of this podcast, what I'm trying to do is to direct people to a GoFundMe link. I'm trying to clothe, like give out clothes for the homeless people and eventually go for more of the unfortunate people. Like, I just, found my, I just find myself like wanting to give back, like being hungry for that change. And what changed from Charles in college to now? Like why, why is it now you want to give back to the community versus... I think, uh, I think back then it seemed more like you were into building... Businesses, just no, like mainly just for yourself, but now it seems mm. more you want to give back to the community. What, like, what sparked that change to become different? Interesting. I think, um, for me, it's just like when I came back here, I was a lot more 
grateful for what I have, and I realized that I took that for granted. Mm-hmm. I was very selfish, very self, uh, self-absorbed, and just uh, I would say that I want to give back, but I never put in action. That's what I mentioned. I never really truly appreciated the concept of hard work mm-hmm. until I got out of college because I was kind of like, to be honest with you, I was riding on financial aid debt. I mean, financial aid loans. I was like, dude, I'm fucking free. I don't like, oh, I'll dabble with this thing and that, mm-hmm. you know? And it was just like a play. But then once I got out, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, it's time to grow up, right. <laughs> you know? So now I'm just like, it's more of a giving back because I just feel like I've been through so much myself that I, I guess it's a sense of like understanding my self-worth, realizing that, damn, you know, I went through this and I think people should understand that they could also be helped. Because, you know, I know that there's people out there that are also going through shit, but they don't have the platform to talk about it. And that's why I wanted to create this. Have the platform to talk about it. That's impressive. So, yeah, thanks for pretty much answering that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I think this is, like, the whole concept of the On The Go podcast is pretty great because now you'll get a a perspective of different personalities and different types of people within our community because we might be stereotyped for the city of Oxnard as a whole rather than all the individuals That's true. that make up our community. That's true. Because believe it or not, there's a whole bunch of people who like, we probably don't even know about ourselves who might even be millionaires. And what did they do to get to that point? Hmm. We, we don't know. I've, I've thought about that too. I've actually thought about like, you know, imagine people that, that owned homes in the harbor and where they're at. Right. And I'm just like, dude, like, how do I get to those people? <laughs> you know? Because like, when they talk about Oxnard, I'm pretty sure they're like, yeah, I'm from Oxnard. I live on the beach. Yeah. And I, it's no, see, I, I totally forgot. Now, now I just sparked a part in my mind. I remember when I was driving for Lyft, like the first time I started driving here, I, I never picked up a bunch of people our age. Why? Because they're fucking broke. <laughs> so, but who I did pick up was people who were settled. Right. People who had their shit together. And I was like, dude, like, what do you do? You know? Oh, I do this and that, you know? Like, they're just like running away from certain minor problems but their life is set and I'm just like dude this is pretty cool and I was making a lot of tips too compared to like LA where it was just daily commuters right and they're not trying to tip extra that's no no way. no in here in Ventura and Oxford people were like dude I'm grateful for you for driving me out you know and I was like damn <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was it was people who had money like right. I mentioned you know I, I, and sometimes I pick up a few chicks in, here and there and, <laughs> which I think I should put out the content the videos I have because I just fucking hate editing but I'll get to it yeah I, I don't know it's just what I've realized is sometimes the most wealthy people don't even look like they're wealthy when they're just in plain sight for example I, I know I know this individual who owns like 15 houses right now mm. and he's renting all but one because he lives in one You would think he'd wear a designer stuff, a Louis Vuitton. They don't. He just wears regular clothes, and it, it's just, it, it blows my mind mm-hmm. to see that, like, the people who have the most wealth don't really care to show it, but the people with the least amount of wealth try to show it the most. Like, they want to come out more. I think it's just, it just comes down to, I feel like the people who are, like, up there playing the game with a high game that know what they're doing are more self-aware. 
because they don't live for validation. I think for the most part, our generation that want to portray how they want to live, you know, show off their car, show off where they're going, you know, it just comes down to validation, like what they want the world to see them as. You know, compared to them, they're more low-key because they're actually more focused on, hey, what can the income provide for them? What's their purpose behind? I think it might come down to who they're serving. Maybe they have a family, but they're really, someone who's really sick, you know, that's really driving them. Or they just come from a long history of people of, of not having enough money and realizing that, damn, I want, I need, I deserve this shit. You know? I'm still confused. So how did you get from Cholo Charles <laughs> to graduate from Long Beach Communication Major Charles? Like, wh- what changed in your head to say, you know what, I don't feel like being Cholo anymore. And now you're here. Like, what what made the difference? Because I remember Don't you were wearing the Nike Cortezes. You were wearing the Bible the, the The flannels. Super crease stuff. I know. Every, so people still trip out of that. Oh my gosh. You had every fit possible. <laughs> I gotta show <laughs> a picture in this video. <laughs> like, if you look back then versus now, it's it's complete like 180. I hate when people say 360. You go back. back I know. I do, but I'm just like, wait. It's not 360, it's 180. It's a 180. So you, you're no, no. in a completely different position. And I just, what what changed? Like, how did you go from being Cholo or I guess Cholo wannabe, as you were saying earlier? Yeah, yeah. Fully aware of that, embracing that. To what you are now, where you're now trying to make content and reach out to the youth of Oxnard or just youth in general. Like, how did you? Like, what I what changed? Like, it's just a process of self discovery. Like, like I said, I think the biggest thing I got out of being in Long Beach was self awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, and as I learned through that, I think. Um, see, the thing was, when I was in high school, like I said, I didn't have the platform or means of way of expressing myself, something I learned about myself, I was very dynamic, I was very uh, spontaneous, um, very adrenalistic. I would get hurt all the time, and, but the thing was, my parents didn't like me getting hurt, so I perceived that as a way of, damn, I can't be very adrenalistic. So I listened and just went to school and just keep my mouth shut, but it was a, I didn't know that about this, and it was a way for me that I wanted to be gathered attention. You know, and um, that's how I did it through. I started hanging out with the bad boys and getting in fights and getting suspended. Then I, re- I quickly realized that I didn't like disappointing my parents, like people that I cared for the most. So I tried to switch out. I still have that image in me. The identity was still stuck in me. And then I realized, dang, like this isn't what I want. And um, I, th- that's when I got introduced to the concept of entrepreneurship or just uh, being on, like, your own boss, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I got involved selling energy drinks, and that's when I my mindset like plateaued. Or not plateaued, actually, it flourished. If anything, started reading more books. I started feeding my mind. I realized, damn, like I could be more than I am, and I don't have to just settle for who I who I believe or who I was told I needed to be. So from then on, I, you know, quickly rode that. Um, I think it was just like a sense of like a. not illusion because in a way I did believe in myself but at the same time I wasn't realistic with myself I wasn't self-aware enough to Mm -hmm. understand that I was I wanted the values from other people for myself so I took those values I was like oh bro I'm gonna be fucking rich I'm gonna sell this shit I'm gonna make this but I quickly realized that it wasn't aligned with. actually it took me a while to realize that I wasn't aligned with my goals 
with my work ethic. That's when I was uh when I took the training out in Long Beach when I transferred out. Um, I realized that I went to school just for a complete validation. Mm. Like I did it because shit. In a way, I wanted to fit in, but I also want. I felt like I had a bigger purpose. So I was like, "Fuck, how do I balance it out?" So when I got out, I'm just like, "Man, I'm never. I don't think I want to go back to school." You know, but what really taught me was um, I went through the training called uh, Leaders in Transformation. In fact, you sent me invites. It's in fact, actually, yeah. I, I'm actually gonna take it again next month. I'm gonna go through the whole process again, and I, I feel like I'm in a different path in my life where I can use those tools. But the tools that they taught me allowed me to become more self-aware, self-discover. I went through a lot of like self-reflections within myself, and I think that's what I avoided those past four or five years, three, four years out of high school. And I wasn't really real with myself and authentic. I was just kind of taking the values of other people and thinking that they were for me, but yeah. it's not. You know, it's not what I really wanted. I just put it this way. I was too busy trying to look the part rather than, you know, playing the part. <laughs> so I, that self-discovery allowed me to realize, man, I really need to understand myself a lot better and put myself in a position where I'm actually happy for myself. Mm-hmm. I think when I started actually being more purposeful and being authentic back in the training, I realized that I could take that to my life, you know? Um, I actually dispatched from an organization right after I finished my last uh, spring semester. Mm-hmm. And it was like a kind of a weird way of detaching from this organization because it was just that I couldn't handle it. But then at the same time, I was like, there was a few things I was learning about myself that I realized that I just wasn't purposeful enough. And so I, I took a step down and just kind of tried to understand myself and using the tools. And then I quickly just uh, rediscovered myself and just figured out what values really supported me and what was more purposeful, what what I would be more happy with, you know? So, I mean, I think there's still some values that I still question within mm-hmm. what I'm going through, but at the same time, most of the values that I have now is still uh, learning, learning uh, stepping stones, you know? So I think that's what changed. That's a long story. Yeah, but that's, that's fine. It's, it's great to know, I mean... Backtracking earlier, you asked me like what my family plans were for my future. What are yours? See, I've never even thought about that far. Really? That's why when I look, when I started looking at like my sister who's getting Been engaged, married. and I'm just like, mm-hmm. man, like I like I find myself like being lonely sometimes. Really? You know, I'm just like, man, I kind of wish I had my shit together so that I can actually pursue looking for that. So I had to catch myself and realize like wait a minute I don't need to rush that process you know I think it will come to me as I build what I'm doing you know and then I, I quickly I start attracting the wrong people before that and I'm just like you know this isn't the type of people that I want in my life mm-hmm. and that's what made me realize like oh you know like when I started seeing my nephew you know being a part of my life and my sister like I'm happy for them I'm just like you know like I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm looking. I'm open to it. You know what happens. I think I'm ready to deposit when it comes down to it. But for the most part, like I'm not. Like oh fuck, I want that. I'm sad and lonely because everybody else have that. Mm-hmm. I'm aware enough to know that it will come to me when it comes down. Like for you, like you know, I bet um, you went through a lot of process with 
different relationship as well. Right. For Honestly, you to get to where you're at. Oddly enough, with Maddie, the, the funny story about it all is we actually went on like two dates in high school. Interesting. So the first date was like in the summertime before senior year. And then we went to like, she wanted to go on a run and go to Toppers. I don't know how, how that how that makes sense, but we did that. So we went on a run and then we went to Toppers right around the corner. And I guess like a few days later, I noticed I got curved. So, oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, this is back in high school? Yeah, this is back in high school. This is in high school, my senior year. And then fast forward and um, uh, we played their school in football. And then I texted her, like, hey. Was it the time when you, we were playing football? No, well, that was, that was when I was a sophomore, and I think you were a junior. Okay. But my senior year is when oh, right. I, um, I had played their school again, and then um, I was like, hey, I'm looking for you. Where are you at? Da, da, da. We, like, we saw each other after the game. I'm like, we should go on another date, see how it works out. <laughs> got curved again. Oh, shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> After that, I'm like, dang, man, this is over with. I'm not even going to try anymore at this point. So fast forward, a few years pass, and um, uh, I was I was in Qatar last year because I was deployed for seven months. Damn. And awesome. I was just on Snapchat, and I noticed she was in, I think she was in Hawaii at the time. I'm like, shit, I'm going to shoot my shot again. <laughs> so I, I shot my shot for the third time. This time, all the way from Qatar, I was like, hey. Hey. <laughs> And then, um, Damn, that's a far distance yeah, shot, like, man. I had I hit her up. I noticed she was single. I was single, so I, I sent her a message. I was like, hey, um, I noticed you're in Hawaii. When I get back, do you want to just go as friends to Europe with me? Because I'm planning on going to Europe regardless, but do you want to come with me? Interesting. So I, hmm. <laughs> that's the reason why okay. we went to Europe together. We weren't even dating or anything. So I got back from deployment in February. And I came home around the end of March, and then we took off the beginning of April. And it just all clicked for the first time. Everything was just, it was very organic. It wasn't forced. Mm. That's I the th- best kind. Yeah, I, I think the um, the biggest thing that I noticed early on was how, how similar we were with the things that we like, the music we like, and stuff like that, but also, like, I can see that. <laughs> it's just our habits are very the same. Like, for example, when early on in our relationship, like we address this now, but before, like, if we were to get mad at each other, we'd just stay quiet. And, like, if, if she got mad at me, I'd just be like, I'm just like, and then she'll try to talk to me. I don't want to talk. But we, we learned that that's not an effective way of communicating, and there's no way to know why the other person's mad if oh, you're just staying quiet. Thank you. <laughs> so... Like just stuff like that. It, it's it's crazy how we we now have such a a great relationship, but it's it's usually not like that when people are so similar. I guess because like I don't know a lot of the qualities in her like her personality I see in mine, and we have like a lot of the, like we find a lot of the same things funny. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find a lot of her stuff funny, but she <laughs> thinks it's not. I mean, I'm I'm still very immature, I guess, too, because like, I'll bro, your sense, like, <laughs> your sense of humor cracks me up. I, like, come on, bro. Like, I'll be looking at something like that. That's pretty funny. I'll, I'll put on my Instagram story, and she'll just comment back like, "That's stupid." I'm like, <laughs> like, why you gotta hate? So, like, there's still a, a level of maturity with the humor, I guess, but I don't think that's ever gonna go away because like, it's just it's, it's, it's your personality, yeah, it's just, man. Like, it's that's just, how it is. Yeah, she's gonna love you for it anyways, or yeah. hate you for it. Nah. But. But um, just stuff like that, I mean, 
it's crazy when people ask me like, hey, like how long you guys been dating? I'm like, honestly, not that long. Like we didn't even like start officially dating. So we were in Europe together for a little over three weeks as friends. And then when we got back, um, I ended up, I was like, fuck, man, I gotta see her again. So I flew out, like we landed like on a Friday. I went to work. Monday through, or her grandma was having a party the weekend after, so she had got, like, mm. she loved the movie Coco, so she had a thing called the Coco Party. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. so cute, what the hell, I love that movie. <laughs> and, um, I remember she, she was like, she was on the train, and we're just reading her text, because we had Wi-Fi at the time, mm. and she's like, hey, the offer's still there, my grandma's like, you know, she's offering you to come to the Coco Party, I know you're gonna be in Jersey, but, just in case. I was like, you know what, let me boom, 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 and then <laughs> she got the ticket. How quick was this? <laughs> yeah, so a week later, after getting back from Europe, I was back in back in Oxnard, and I just was there for like, I got there Friday, left Sunday. I was really only there for the party, like just because I wanted to see her again, and I think that was the moment for her. Well, I don't think, cause that's what she actually told me. It's like, that's when she realized, like, she really, really did like me, because, like, when you're on vacation, like, things just feel different sometimes, it's just... You're, you're on relaxed mode. You're exactly. Like, nothing, just like, it's not all real all the time. Like, every day over there was just so fun because you don't have to worry about any other stresses. Mm. You just focus on enjoying life. But after, I guess, going back to see her after the trip, and then she's like, all right, well, since you came to see me, I'll see you next like, next month. And I guess that is where everything just... She went to see you? Like, yeah, out she, in Jersey? She flew out to Jersey for... Interesting. Uh, uh, a four-day weekend in May. Wow. Yeah, so... That was actually the day, like, the day she landed was the day we got together, like, May 24th. So, like, March to April, we were friends, but we were in Europe. I think I remember seeing those posts. I actually thought you guys were together at yeah, that time. Yeah, but we weren't. That's the crazy part. Because I remember I, I seen some comments. I was like, oh, good shit, Brandon. Yeah, like, people were commenting all the time, and I'm like, yeah. I purposely did that, even though I knew we weren't dating, because I'm like, hey, man, like, she's off the market. Lexus. <laughs> I'm like, look, man, I don't want anyone trying to talk to her anymore. She's here in Europe with me. Like, just cut it. Like, but I know we both came in there signal, but I was like, we're not coming back out single. Like, oh, my gosh. I liked her too much, so I was like, you know what? Nah. So, uh, yeah, it's just crazy how all that just came together. And honestly, she's just like, she pushes me every day to do better, to be better. And I think that's a big, um, a big help in my life especially with the whole transition from moving back to California mm -hmm. and stuff it's just it's nice to have a great support system from someone who, like like who is not only my girlfriend but also like a partner right because it makes it more cohesive with how we are with everything like we have the same ideas for where we want to be together and it, it just makes a big difference on how everything plans out and I don't feel that I have to restrict how I am personally yeah, she'll roast me. She'll make fun of me. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> she'll make fun of me for how I am, but she's not going to stop me from being who I truly am. And I, I really appreciate that most about her. And I think one thing I would advise other people who are single or they're looking for a relationship is Amy. not <laughs> not just you, but, you know, just other right, people who might be watching. Exactly. Don't really look for a relationship, but when you do realize someone might have a lot of similarities, it's... It's nice to 
appreciate what they have in common and see what you can develop further. Right. Because it might turn out to be exactly. It's just more of like a process. Yeah. You gotta enjoy the moment. That's a a good note. You know, I've just I thought about this thing. Um, I'm actually gonna have a series of relationships. I would love it. (laughs) Okay, let me rack up on some better equipment because this is trash. (laughs) But you just get it started, man. Once I have that relationship series, I want like couples to come in, you know, and talk about like how their work or certain contexts in life affect their relationships. And also, I want to know what her thought was oh, when she man. said, man, do I really want to go with this boy for a third time? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Because, <laughs> man, I, I really tried it for the third time and it worked out. Like, third time's a try, so. Third time's a charm. Like, oh, shit. It's just crazy. It tends to be the third time, too. Yeah. I have a few third time charms, too, that work. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, but I fucked them up, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just, you just, I don't even know how to put it into words. It's just, when you know, you know. And You're in love. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's really what it is. I wake up every morning, I look at her, I'm like, damn. And I get ready for work. And I look at her again before I leave, damn. And I just, but then sometimes I wake up. Well, I appreciate you for sharing that, homie. Yeah. It takes a lot of, uh, I think that's manly to share something like that compared to like yeah. guys who push it off their feelings. Uh, Fuck that. I mean, a big portion, <laughs> uh, a big part of love is to acknowledge like not every day is going to be perfect. There's some days where I don't even want to talk to her because she pissed me off. But there's <laughs> also days where she doesn't want to talk to me because I pissed her off. And it's, it, it, I guess the biggest thing you can, you can, you can take from that is know that the thing that you're mad about right then and there if it's not huge don't make it huge there's no reason to ruin a relationship mm. over something so small that can be resolved at the moment that's interesting um, one of my older friends he had a he actually does podcasts too and stuff and oh, um, one of the things he said was if you're mad at each other before bed go to sleep on it and if you wake up still mad you're probably mad about it for real but if you wake up and you're not mad just drop it because it wasn't that important to you so I've I've implemented that like I've tried it and it honestly works because it's rare that we get mad at each other but if we do and I tried that I notice it's not really that big of a deal the moment I wake up and I'm right. really happy to be next to her instead so it just gives you a better appreciation for mm. the person you're with that's it's huge thanks for sharing that bro like damn yeah and it's just I see too many people nowadays where their whole focus is on the gram honestly how it looks how, how it looks what um, what they can do to better their um, their image rather uh, than having a conversation with themselves right it, it's it's nice to acknowledge your faults as well as your accomplishments so it's it's good to see like what I what I do constantly is I'll see what I've done ineffectively and I'll reflect on that and like figure out how I can better develop my processes in order to do better in not only just work but with school with right. life and everything in general. It, it's just a matter of self reflection that makes a huge difference on how you can be as a person because if you're constantly thinking you're big niche and you're the best person in the world, you're never gonna you're never gonna grow because you think you're already there. Oh but at 22, 21, at any age, you're never fully there. There's always room to grow. You can be Bill Gates, and there's still room for him to grow because Bill Gates 20 years ago was rich, 
But look at him now. He's richer because he realizes there's still more for me to develop. That's true. I think even in relationships, you know, a lot of people become stagnant. Like, right. Spe- and especially men. And I, I think it's come. Uh, one of my old coworkers mentioned to me that nowadays women are portray are projecting how men treated them, and I think that's a very key role to how they're, you know, treating men now. Because like, think about it like that, right? If they have a bunch of guys, all of these guys think it's very easy to just access them, and they're just DM them. That's why their DMs can be full. Mm-hmm. But in a way, you know, they can just easily dismiss them because that's how men treated them past and they right. don't acknowledge them enough so now it's like it's just a karma in the whole men's world and I, that's one of the topics i want to talk about when it comes down to relationships i think we need to take a huge responsibility for the role we played in women's lives so i mean i don't want to say too much because if i do get to go on that next podcast that would be cool but no you will. I, 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 think, think, I, I think you should i think you should <laughs> i think for like just being a man in general it's very important to if you're in a relationship with a woman it's nice to put her in i guess your mother's position the stuff that you do to her would you want someone or your daughter to your right? mom or someone to your daughter or to your sister niece and niece shit that's reason. and i think the big reason why i i care so much or i i'm not afraid to show emotion is because my dad's the same way. Like, mm. he, he might be a little hard, you know, just to the, like, to some people, like, on first impression, but he's always showed love to my mother. And mm. I think that very important to teach that to your children or even just to people in general to thank you appreciate the woman that you're with, whether it's your girlfriend or your mother or you're just your grandmother. It's just, there's no reason that you should be degrading anyone for that matter, but especially not the person who's trying to take care of you or be there with you. Exactly. Because um, I know that a lot of people think, oh, I'm the man. I, I get all this, this, and that. It, it, it should oh, never be that way. And the, the woman portrayal should of never, masculinity is all fucked up. The woman should never feel that she's entitled to everything as well. True. Now, it's there's a, always both ways. balance is good when there is a balance. My bad, man. When I started talking, I started talking. No, no, thank you for sharing all that. But you're right, though. We will have to continue this. Yeah, because it looks like I've been out here for a minute. An hour. (laughs) (laughs) Been out here a minute too long, man. (laughs) But uh, we're going to wrap it up from right here. Yeah. Um, So this is uh, Brandon Castillos. We will uh, get back with another episode again. Yeah, I'll bring my girlfriend next time. So mention that to her. Yeah, oh, she, wait, I'm sure she'll want to do it. Okay, cool, cool. All right, sounds good. Hey, thanks for watching the On The Go podcast. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I really enjoyed talking to Brandon. It took a little long, I know, but if you did feel that you liked it, made you laugh, or thought it was so valuable, go ahead and share it and subscribe to my for my future podcast. I would really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much.